What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC 266, Volkanovski versus Ortega on Saturday. It's a really good card. Uh, two title fights, 13 fights in total, a lot of big names, um, exciting matchups, and some fun UFC debuts as well. I am really looking forward to this event. Over on DailyFanMMA.com, offering the promo code UFC266, you can get 20% off any weekly or monthly package. That's code UFC266. So make sure you take advantage of that. Got full breakdowns, projections, podcast rankings, betting content, all the good stuff over there. Here, I'm going to be giving you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week as usual for the event. And before I get into that, as always, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment below who your favorite play is between, let's say, let's say between 8.6 and 7.6K. Let's look at the mid-range. Um, who's your favorite play this week in the mid-range? Who's going to make you stand out? Uh, without further ado, let's jump into my cash game play of the week, and it's going to be Valentina Shevchenko at 9.5K. All right, for cash games, you know the drill. I, I'm just going to tell you the best plays on the slate, and it's none other than Shevchenko at 9.5K. Yeah, she might be obvious, but like she's only $100 priced above Matthew Semmelsberger this week, only $200 priced above Tyla Santos. So it's not as if there's some giant gap between the top end and Valentina Shevchenko, but from a value perspective you could definitely argue that there is considering Shevchenko is minus 1700 to beat Lauren Murphy this week and Semmelsberger is around minus 500 so you could argue uh, Shevchenko should be priced closer to 10k almost here and she's also minus 170 to win inside the distance in a fight that if it doesn't end inside the distance, it's going 25 minutes. So Shevchenko has a very high floor and ceiling here on this slate. And the reason I'm talking about her more from a cash game perspective than a tournament perspective is because she has some boomer bust risk in tournaments because she doesn't produce uh, offense at a super high pace. She's a low volume striker she likes to slow the pace down in fights she lands only 3.02 significant strikes per minute she is however averaging 2.64 takedowns per 15 minutes and that's where her game has really thrived in recent years she's landed seven five three one two five takedowns in her past six fights but because of her low volume if she doesn't get an early finish and like let's say she wrestles moderately or less than moderately she does have a chance to bust at that price in tournaments. Um, and we can just look back. She knocked out Caitlin Chukagian in three rounds. Super impressive, right? Well, she only put up 86 points because she landed 40 significant strikes in three rounds. Liz Carmouche, she won by decision, uh, scored 74 points. That's over five rounds. So, like, there are ways for Shevchenko to dominate and not score 130 points. And from a tournament perspective, she's going to be very, very popular. So you, you can still play a bunch of Shevchenko if you like, but you may consider pivoting to some of the other fighters in this range who will carry lower ownership who also have high upside. In cash games, I think you just have to plug and play her, essentially. In those other fights that she has won, she's scored 139, 134, 107, 111. So 
she definitely does have high upside and it kind of just depends on how she wants to fight because honestly she's better on the feet than murphy and she's definitely better on the mat than murphy so it's again sort of up to Shevchenko whether or not she wants to wrestle and sort of how dominant she is on the ground will depend on how many uh, DraftKings points she ends up scoring but you know it's not that it's not like Murphy can't be competitive for stretches of time she does wrestle a little bit she does land strikes at a higher rate than Shevchenko but Shevchenko is just so defensively sound absorbs less than two strikes per minute just a more effective more technical striker and definitely a superior wrestler and grappler so there's a reason Shevchenko is minus 1700 to win here on Saturday great inside distance line and price isn't too bad so Shevchenko is my cash game play of the week in tournaments, I'm going to give out Curtis Blades at 9.2K this week. And I thought a lot about who I wanted to talk about because there's a, there's a lot of options and there's a lot of big names. I mean, you got the other title fight, Volkanovski versus Ortega, which I'm not even going to talk about on this slate. You can read my matchup breakdown on dailyfandomma.com if you want. But, I mean, Marab Devalashvili is on this slate, Jessica Andrade, um, and there's some other big names or big projected winners up in the top end curtis blades i like at 9.2 k because he has upside but i'm not certain that he's going to be that popular on this slate coming off a knockout loss to Derek lewis in which he was a big favorite there i was on him big and he kind of just didn't choose to wrestle for too long and ended up getting knocked out and scored 12 points and yeah he's a good fighter but i can easily see people just pivoting to shevchenko in this range or up to semelsberger or the other aforementioned andrage devolish philly so i'm i think blades could fall under the radar here and it's because people are scared and that's fine because i you know i've been burned by blades many times but i've also been rewarded by him many times because he's a dominant wrestler grappler in the heavyweight division and he has a decent chance to win inside the distance and when you put those two things together fighters typically score very very well he's minus 315 to beat Rosenstrike. Jair Rosenstrike currently plus 130 inside the distance which is a strong mark and I mean you know the deal on blades if, if he looks to stand and trade with Rosenstrike, well he's probably gonna lose he's probably gonna get knocked out and I wouldn't be totally shocked if that happens again but I mean you can play some Rosenstrike in tournaments as well for 7k because of that upside but Theoretically, I mean, Blades needs to know that his advantages are on the ground here. He lands 6.6 takedowns per 15 minutes. He's not even that bad of a striker, but Rosenstroke excels at range and has shown to be quite weak on the ground. He's given up takedowns to Overeem and Cyril Gone, and Blades is dangerous in top position. He's got good ground and pound, and... I think he can kind of take Rosenstruck down if he wants to and have a lot of success. And on DraftKings, when Blades does win, he scores quite well. His last decision win, he scored 173. Prior to that, he scored um, 82 in a standing knockout of Dos Santos. That was with no takedowns. 120 over Abdurakimov, 105 over Willis, then 99, 134, 121 in wins prior to that so it's just it's going to be dependent on whether he lands takedowns or not and again this is not the safest fight in the world and that's why i'm mentioning it on the tournament 
section as opposed to the cash game section. But Blades is, again, a big favorite here. Minus 300 plus to win. Decent inside the, the distance line, plus 130. On a different slate, he'd be ultra chalk. But with so many big names um, in this range, he could fall a little bit below the radar. And ultimately, I think if he does win, it comes from takedowns. It comes from control. It comes from ground and pound. And that gives him a very high ceiling foot. So uh, Curtis Blades is going to be my tournament play of the week there at 9.2K. All right, moving on to my salary play of the week, and I'm going to give out Nick Maximov at 8K. And the reason I'm smiling so much is because I have known Nick for 10 years, and I've been following his career the in and out for a long time and I'm, I'm just so so excited for him and so thrilled that he's able to make his UFC UFC debut finally on Saturday he absolutely deserves it he's a, a fantastic grappler especially jiu-jitsu I think he's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu currently though that I would believe is his biggest strength he's an excellent wrestler um, junior college all-american and he trains out of the Diaz camp so he's an improving striker and he's making his UFC debut. He's only 23 years old. He's 6-0 professionally, so there, it's not as if he's in his prime. There's still development left for Nick, which is a positive. But um, he was supposed to fight Carl Roberson. Roberson pulled out, so the UFC's bringing in Cody Brundage to fight Nick and make his UFC debut. And um, Nick's going to be a little bit of a value play at 8K. He is currently, I'm seeing minus 140, minus 150 over Brundage, which I, I think there even could be some value on that line. People are a little bit skeptical on Nick because you watch his contender series fight and, you know, he looked a little bit tired, but he's fighting an opponent who weighed 50-plus pounds more than him, and he still won that fight, and I think he's in better shape here. And Brundage um, has a wrestling background himself. You know, Brundage likes to land takedowns and likes to earn top control, and I just don't think that's going to be a great path to victory for him in this matchup. Nick's a better grappler, and uh, if the fight plays out on the feet, I suppose either side could win, but uh, I don't think Brundage particularly excels on the feet there anyways. However, because Nick was priced in at 8K against Roberson, um, he is now a value here. And I'm seeing, yeah, like I said, 140 minus 150, even up to minus 160 in some spots. At 8K, that's going to make him a slight value play um, on DraftKings. And he fights with a style that's going to score well. Um, if you look at his regional tape, he's capable of landing several takedowns per round, and when he gets on top, he's going to control you, he's going to advance position, he's going to look for a finish. This fight is minus 170 ends inside the distance currently. Inside distance lines are not out yet, individual ones, but I would expect his inside distance line is decent, and at minus 150, I mean, he would be priced somewhere around 8.5k, so you're getting a discount on Maximov here at 8K, and he fights with a style that scores well on DraftKings. There's no guarantee that this fight only takes place on the ground. I could see there being striking exchanges, but um, theoretically, Nick's a type of fighter who's going to land takedowns, going to earn control, and has a shot to win by submission in pretty much any matchup he's going to face. 
and you're getting a good value on him at 8K. So there you have it, uh, Nick Maximov, my salary play at 8K. Finally, my fade of the week. Um, I'm going to talk about Omar Morales at 8.5K. I also think Tyler Santos is an interesting candidate for a fade up there at 9.3K. I do think Santos can beat Modafferi and score well, but I don't know that she's going to come out of this upper 9K range as the highest scoring winner. That seems a bit unrealistic considering her lack of an inside distance line. Omar Morales, I feel similarly about at 8.5K. You know, he's a slight favorite against Jonathan Pierce around minus 150, minus 155 to win. Um, He has some knockout power, but he's been a little too dependent on power strikes for my liking in the UFC, and he doesn't, he's not active enough for my liking, especially from a fantasy perspective. Lands 3.66 significant strikes per minute. That's okay, but I mean, his last four decisions, 32, 63, 34, 69 significant strikes. That's going to make rounds competitive. Um, and from a fantasy perspective, it's not likely to score you too many points. He's a capable wrestler, but he's not going to land more than one or two takedowns in a fight. Not a great submission grappler, and I'm not certain that he's even going to want to wrestle against Pierce in this matchup. Plus, his inside distance line is uh, plus 300, so it's just not great when you compare, for example, Robbie Lawler and Nick Diaz are in this range. That's going to be a five-round fight. The winner could score well. I already talked about Maximov. Turner Medic is a fight that's likely to end inside the distance. Volkanovski-Ortega is another five-round fight, championship fight that's going to score well. So Morales needs a big score to end up on the optimal lineup here at 8.5K. And I, I believe he needs to get a knockout, essentially, for that to happen. And although it's it's possible, anything can happen in MMA, he's just not a fighter I'm looking to prioritize on this slate, especially with a plus 300 inside distance line. Low-volume wrestler, low-volume striker, um, not a typical fighter I'm looking to target on DraftKings. So Omar Morales officially going to be my fade of the week at 8.5K. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another UFC Quick Picks. Thank you for the support. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, AppertApply, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings needs. Make sure to use that promo code UFC266 for 20% off any UFC weekly or monthly content. Uh, Thanks to Pat and the team, as always, for having us on the channel. Make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel. Until next week, uh, best of luck. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.